0: Today on a shocking episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that seven out of eight dentists agree will help prevent tooth decay and cavities. When two cousins get together for a sleepover, the visiting cousin discovers that there is something or someone on the property that knows they are new to the area, but also may or may not want them there. That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online.
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call
0: in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This... Stories online. That indeed it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. Of course, you can also write it on our website, realghoststoriesonline.com, or email us uh, your audio file. You can send it to me, Tony, at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you want all the access to the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more, all of it commercial-free, check out ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Stories get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, uh, the whole archive. Like I said, it's all commercial free. It's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. So if your goal in life right now is to listen to ghost stories 24 hours a day, seven days a week from now through October 31st, actually, you'd probably go longer than that. You'd probably go into the new year. You can go there and start listening to me twenty four hours a day, and I you'll you'll probably get up to Easter uh, if you listen twenty four seven with all the that uh, that content. Well, that's a scary thought, isn't it? It's it's
2: very scary twenty four hours a day of Tony. I mean, I think that's the weird thing, and I I know I've mentioned this before, but one of the jobs I have is I do radio shows for various stations, mm-hmm. and one of the stations that I'm on, you're also on. As I am. the voice person for the station. Oh, I am, aren't I? I forgot I was the voice person. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So it's, it's me, and I do my little radio shtick for you know a minute, minute and a half. And then I go into the commercial break, and between me and the commercial break, it's you coming on, doing your, your little thing. So I get to
0: work with you pretty much every day of the week. It's kind of funny. It's, it's like all these years later, it's like we're back together working together again, <laughs> doing radio stuff. It's fun
2: what would you be? Do? I was going to ask you this. I mean, we were kind of reminiscing about stuff off the air about yeah. radio. What if you weren't doing this, if you weren't doing the podcast mm-hmm. and all that, what would you be doing?
0: I I mean, if I didn't get out of it, I'd probably still be on the air somewhere um, yeah. or doing that. Um, I mean, but I don't know. I mean, I I think I would have gotten out of broadcasting in general. If I, if podcasting didn't exist, I don't think I would have stuck around in radio to this day anymore. Um, probably just because not not by, uh, I would have been forced out basically because there's just not a lot of jobs anymore. Um, I don't know, maybe something in cooking, I would probably be focusing something over in that area. Um, probably in an entertainment way, There probably more so online and put a lot of effort there. Um, that'd be my, that'd be my guess if, if I was not doing this anymore, Mm, but got to think of the next big thing. I'm gonna, I'm doing this till I'm dead. This is this is it. I got my thing, and we we got a new podcast. Um, have you heard about this yet? Have I told you about this one? I don't think so. No. My crazy family. Uh, <laughs> yes, me and Stacy Cole are are hosting that one, and I, I don't know if you know Stacy. She was in Wisconsin, uh, the co-host with Callaway on IFC for yep. years. Um yep. And we've been friends since I worked up there, and uh, she's on uh, True Crime Today as well. Um, but uh, that is uh, as of this airing. It is in existence. It's out there. So if you have a crazy family story, you'll love this this show. It, it's cathartic, and we want to hear your story, no matter how big or small it is. And you can share it over there. It's a lot like this show with ghost stories, but it's crazy family stories. So does it have to be like
2: just out of this world stuff, or could no. it be like like the deep dark family secret that nobody knew about?
0: As of the recording here, we've done ten episodes. And we've had everything from a mother-in-law that claimed, uh, that that said to the, the future daughter-in-law that they will never have the type of connection that she has with her son. And the mother-in-law described it as a vaginal bond. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> to the... To the daughter-in-law, um, to um, <laughs> where where there was like a serial killer in a family that everyone <laughs> knew about but didn't talk about. Um, but there's like normal stuff too of just like crazy like get-togethers on Easter or just really dark. I mean, it, it's dark. It's funny. It's everything. You you walk away just laughing at the whole damn thing. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's great. And it, if you feel like you have a crazy family, just listen to this podcast. You'll feel much better about yourself, especially going into the holidays. You'll hear it and be like, thank God that's not my family. And as crazy as yours may be, at least it's not some of these. But, uh, if you have, maybe, maybe you can top some of these. Some people are going to be like, I can one up that shit. So you can write and share your stories. It's, uh, uh the website is crazyfampod.com. Uh, but the uh, the show is called My Crazy Family just search it wherever you download podcasts and press subscribe uh, and help us grow that thing you're gonna it, it's great it's really fun cool i so, will do that yeah it's a new one uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us uh, let's go to a letter as soon as i get uh, all this uh, pulled up here i've been noticing um I've been saying this a lot lately uh the number 666 popping up around me do you ever Ooh. do you get yeah, that? you've
2: you've had that sometimes uh, several times in your life though uh,
0: uh, several times in my life or like recently
2: well it just seems to me like we've had this conversation before uh not, and then not just doing this podcast but like when maybe I earlier than that
0: when I was like a kid like maybe really that's weird I'm well maybe I'm just that's what I'm curious about like I've, I've don't remember it. Um but like this weekend we did a a, a weekend in Branson uh with me and my girlfriend and their kids and for Harper's birthday and came up like we walked into a an arcade and it's like how many tickets you know are coming out of the big machine 666. Harper's like, "Look at that, dad." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> creepy." And then later in the day, like the bill was like like $76.66 or something like that. Um, it was a six, six, six in the total. I, I see it a lot and I don't know what to think of it. I, I mean, I, I don't know if it just don't know. Stands, Sage, sage the hell out of yourself or something just I, to be on the safe side. I don't know if it's just, you know, it stands out to me that much more. And it's just, you know, it comes up as frequently as any other combination, but that one shows, you know, cause you're more cognizant of it. Um, I don't, fe- I mean, I feel like I'm in a really great place in my life right now. I feel like everything's kind of in a good track. Things are feeling good. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like anything's, but maybe that's why life is be- being being so good to me now. Cause it's an evil presence. That's making life good. And if I, <laughs> if I get rid of the evil presence then life can go back to being shitty and, <laughs> and it'll all just be like, well, you know, let's self loathe and hate ourselves. But I don't know I, I, <laughs> if, if that's what it is, I guess I'll go with the evil because I'm done with the Lutheran guilt. I'm done with all that shit. I agree with it. Go for it. At at this point in your life,
2: you got to try something new. Yeah, exactly.
0: Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to our first story. It says, first off, love you all show. Okay. The story, my cousin uh, had a house in Portland, uh, Tennessee, Portland, Tennessee. The house was built in 1831, and I've always heard it was haunted. I did not believe it being a kid, but when I was 15 or so, my cousin asked me to stay the night and see for myself. So I did, and at first, everything was normal. But after supper, I was walking through the kitchen and got a weird, sick feeling when I was beside the basement door. wanted to open the door, but I also didn't want to. I was just standing there. My cousin didn't, I said, don't go down there. She don't like it. He told me during the Civil War, as troops were moving uh, through from Nashville to the area, people who lived there at the time, her husband was an officer in the Confederate Army and was supposedly told to hide a payroll box and he went home and buried it in the basement. He later died in the war, and she stayed to protect it. My cousin heard the story after moving in and went to look for it. As he was digging, he said the air got thick and cold, and he heard a voice say, Get out! And the lights flickered. He said that it was the one time he was scared in the house. So I had no problem staying out of there. Later in the night, we were watching TV, and I thought I would see something or someone walking on the upper walkway by the stairs, but I'd look and see nothing. After we went to bed and I heard furniture sliding on the wood floor downstairs, I just ignored it, tried to go to sleep, and I woke up around three or four in the morning and heard loud footsteps by my door and towards the stairs. I thought something was wrong, so I went out to look. When I opened the door, it was dark. I see nobody but the door beside the stairs was cracked open. That door stayed locked and nobody could open it. I walked closer and I could see a small dresser with a little mirror on it. There was a woman around 30 or 40 with long black hair. She was just brushing her hair, looking into the mirror. I got about three feet from the door, and the air got thick and extremely cold. She stopped brushing her hair, looked at me through the mirror, and I heard a quiet voice say, You're new here. It's late. Gotten some sleep. The door shut by itself. I took off so fast, I tripped over my own feet and ran to bed. I was terrified. I didn't sleep at all that night. The next morning when I went downstairs, all the furniture had moved and nobody acted like anything was different. Finally, I asked if they noticed the furniture and my cousin and his wife laughed and said, yeah, we moved it before you got here and this is the way she likes the furniture. Like it was a normal freak thing. Then he asked me at breakfast if I'd seen or heard anything and I told him what happened. He said, yeah, that's how she'll introduce herself to new people. She knows, you know, and you'll see her more often and not just a shadow. My cousin wife called Sir Elizabeth. She said it came to her one night in a dream. They said as long as you stay out of the basement and don't try to piss her off, she'll hang around. They see her all the time all over the house and hear her in the rooms. To me, it's way creepier to live there. That's my story. I've had several friends not believe me and I'll take them over for the night and they'll walk out a believer. Thanks so much. Keep up the amazing stories and content. Thoughts on that one?
2: I think probably one of the oddest lines I've ever heard in a ghost story, when you see the ghost sitting there, brushing their hair, and they turn to you, normally it's like a get out or something like that. In
0: this mm-hmm. case, it was, you're new here. <laughs> that's, that's creepy stuff. I, it, it's a recognition. I kind of like that. It's it, yeah. like, okay, you're new here. How can I ruin your life? Yeah. Well, I, as long as you know she keeps her
2: space and there's no issues with that, I'm okay with that. I, you know, I think I could live in a house with, with spirits as long as things were calm and mm-hmm. you know and and nice and stuff. But you're new here. That's just creepy. It's creepy. It is creepy.
0: What I would totally do is say really weird shit to people, and they're gonna <laughs> think it's it has something to do with something really dark and demonic. Like, take for example, when I'm dead and 70 years from now. Uh, someone sees me sitting at a table, and I turn my head and I look at them, and I go Bye Menon, and then they walk away and they're like, <laughs> "What the fuck was that?" It was just weird chant. Is menon a demon? What exactly is it? And it's I, like,
2: w- I was thinking, "Where's the beef?" Or something yeah. like I was thinking the
0: old commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something along those lines. You know, it's like zestfully clean, and then you just disappear, and <laughs> it's like, "What the fuck is what does zestfully clean mean?" And You take gonna, the
2: good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have exactly the facts of life.
0: <laughs> you do that, just do, yeah, do old TV show theme songs, <laughs> all sorts of like, thank you for being a friend. God. That is what I'm going to do now. Pooh.
2: I've decided on it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just little lines from TV show theme songs of the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. And you're, you'll confuse so many people to be telling the story, and somebody will finally be like, Holy shit. That's who's the boss. There's a time for love and a time for. (laughs) (laughs) Or who can forget? Some walk by night. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was horrible. Fly by day moonlighting strangers and then the the ghost of bruce willis will come out as well well i was Which, gonna
2: say algero is spitting in his grave wherever he's buried so <laughs> is he dead is algero dead I, I think i think algero's dead i think i don't i can't remember
0: i don't know i i think i think you're right let me take a little uh, Google american singer you're already gonna beat me to it yep 2017 oh so not that long ago then no okay yeah that's why i thought maybe he's still alive um, well, there you go. That's your Algero update for uh, Real Ghost Stories Online <laughs> on 822 22. It is 2222 22 today, I realize. Uh the day that we're recording this. This is going out though on um uh, uh the, the 12th of September. Uh 855-853-4802, our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our next uh letter. It says, I grew up in a haunted house in St. Laredo, California. I lived there for over 30 years and had several strange experiences there. My parents moved into the house while my mother was pregnant with me in the late 1970s. She told me of how she walked into an unseen individual while she was washing dishes before my birth. Had of seeing an elderly ghost woman standing by my crib and smiling at me while I slept. Apparently my mother thought of the ghost woman as harmless as she was smiling. When I was seven, I used to wake up early and wait in the hallway next to the water heater until my father would get up before he would go to work. One day, I woke up really early. It must have been around 3 a.m. Did my normal routine curled up in the blanket that I'd bought or brought with me. And the whole light and the bathroom light on when I heard when the lights started turning on and off on their own in rhythm with the light switches clicking as they flicked up and down together. I screamed and ran back to my room to hide on my own bed. As time went on, the environment with the house became heavier and heavier. At the time, I attributed this to my father's domineering behavior, but now I'm not so sure. After his suicide, when I was 12 in the master bedroom, the increasing oppressive feeling remained. Before his death, there were a few odd things. There was a glowing woman in white that visited my dream, saying, I know you from before and I'll be there at the end. Before I saw it in the house, There was a tall, dark, shrouded figure that I have continued to see since his death. I honestly believe that this entity is a demon, and there was a vision of my father's death, a vision that included the gun that he used. Things grew worse after his death. The most obvious was the master bedroom was ice cold after that. My mother stopped using the room entirely, trying to understand what was happening, I delved into tacking or tracking down every true ghost story I could find. Knowing that others had experienced similar things was reassuring. My brother has had suicide attempts. The boy that lived in the house behind mine also attempted suicide. My mother's boyfriend, after my father's death, drank himself to death. His drinking became worse after he moved into his house. When my mother's present boyfriend described what had happened to him, it became clear that the entity is an obsessive being. I didn't help that it didn't help that I could see the portal that had been torn open with the master bedroom by my father's death, it like a gaping wound hanging in the air. It didn't help that I could see some of the things that gathered around the portal. The worst looked like the charred corpse of a child with a bloated belly, though it had never been a child. My front door was unlocked it has unlocked itself twice to let me into the house. My response would be to say Thank you, and go to bed like everything was completely normal. Towards the end I came home one night and saw what looked like a wisp of webbing move in an updraft through the air. It was still. I walked over, staying in the light to see what was there. A woman composed of black, oily cobwebs was kneeling in the dark looking at me with solid black eyes. Looked like Patty Hearst from an old nineteen seventies newspaper photos. My response was to say yes, you look interesting, but you shouldn't be here. The entity, who was not Patty Hearst, looked disappointed at my general emotionless response. When we moved, we found a new paper behind the bathroom mirror with an article about Patty Hearst's kidnapping on the front page. We've since moved out of that house. One of the things that we did as we moved out, have the master bedroom remodeled. To our surprise, my father's blood was still soaked into the floorboards. Instead of replacing the boards, the cleanup crew had only sealed the floor before recarpeting that room. Once the bloodstained subfloor had been replaced, the portal was gone. I avoid that house now. Even with the portal gone, I can feel the, enti- the uh, entity that's still there. I think it wants me to come back. Thoughts on all of that? Sounds like a movie plot. It really um, does.
2: The uh, you know the question. It seems like there was something there before the father committed suicide, but and, and maybe that is what. I guess kind of pushed him in that direction at some point, mm-hmm. but it seems like once he did that deed, it just made everything go off the charts. And you, and again, it, it comes down to, did he create the energy in that house that affected other people and affect the space? Or was there something there that affected him and, and his energy just kept adding to it? I, that's, it's like chicken or egg on that
0: one. Yeah. 100%. I was just going to say that and it, it makes you wonder. I, I mean, I wonder this a lot. And I talk to when I do interviews on the grave talks, I ask investigators kind of that question a a lot too in different ways of, you know, is this something where what was this energy here that caused this horrible thing to happen and insert horrible thing here or, uh, or was this just, you know, the work of of the person who was there because there are certainly people who can just be in very bad places and do very bad things. But I think that that creates bad energy that can then live on as well and then influence others it's just a matter of, I think, sometimes tracing back to where does it all start. Yeah. And sometimes
2: it's, it's, it's plain in, in our faces of what happened. I mean, sometimes it's not stuff that's paranormal that happened to that individual that made them do this horrible deed, but things that happened in their life that created who they are. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, you could, you could call the whole string of events some sort of, um, Connective energy between all of it, whether it was the fact when they were little, they were abused or they had bad times in school or or this happened or that happened. But, you know, whether it's paranormal or if it's like everyday stuff that happens to us, sometimes it does create who we are and who we, we become.
0: What are your thoughts on the idea here that the portal was because it's almost implied that the portal was created by the dad killing himself and like something was kind of torn open there. Is that what creates a portal? Someone who willingly or something like that, you know, tears themselves or propels themselves into the other side. It's an interesting thought. I could see it being done very cinematically well, where it's like, it's a tear in society where, or, or or life for what the, the plans for that person are because they voluntarily pulled themselves out of it. Uh, would, you know, could that be how a portal is opened? I I think that's, that's a good point.
2: Um, I tend to think portals, Happen because of very large events, either positive things or bad things. And so, in this case, maybe the bad event of her father committing suicide was mm-hmm. enough to create this this portal. but i've you know i've I've also heard of and seen portals in gardens before and in 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 fields and flowers and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know that it's necessarily has to be a, a horrible horrible a horrible event for a portal to. Be created, but I do think it's some sort of event of great magnitude, either good or bad.
0: So, what you're saying to me right now is that when after the show went off the air and they decided to have a reunion, Growing Pains created a portal because it was that good of an event when they made the reunion shows. But the question is.
2: Was it really a good event? Come on, let's be honest. Those reunion shows are
0: never that great. Hey, anytime you can get Jennifer Warren's, and was it Bill Medley on this? No. Who was I was it? just going to ask you who it was BJ Thomas. BJ Thomas, yes, yes. And it was actually, uh, for those of you playing along at home uh, with radio hit songs, it was actually a song on the radio as well. Yes, it was released as a single that charted, as was Cheers.
2: Yes. And a lot of songs back then were, though, too. They I were, mean, yeah. Uh, Hill Street Blues was a show that the song became a hit on the radio. I mean, it just, yeah. that's what happened. The
0: song did better than the TV show on Hill Street Blues. <laughs> At actually. first, yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm actually I'm listening to an audiobook right now that you probably enjoy, uh, James Burroughs. Uh, it's his, uh, oh. directed by James Burroughs, and he talks about behind the scenes of everything from Cheers to Frasier to uh, Taxi to all that stuff. Uh, Worth a listen. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a call. Hi.
1: Hey, guys. It's Nikki from Los Angeles, California, and it's 3 a.m., so if I sound tired or you think I'm drunk, it's I'm not. I'm just tired and crazy. Okay. So I'm calling in because I wanted to talk about uh, the... Negativity connected to both of my parents, but mainly my dad um, So I don't talk to my dad, I haven't spoken to him in a, in a long while uh, And it's all for good reason But um, basically, living with him uh, was just weird uh, When he was married to my mom and, you know, living all together as a family at my mom's house, um, whenever he was mad, poltergeist activity would happen, um, like, doorknobs would rattle, like, violently, and then doors would slam violently, and, uh, you know, faces would appear in pictures, stuff like that, (laughs) um, that's just, like, the best I could describe it, but basically, there was this one time when they were going through their messy, messy divorce, and I was sitting on the couch, and I was there to make sure that nothing happened because my dad had a bad, well, not a bad, well, yeah, a bad habit of trying to start stuff with my mom, but he would do it when she was alone, but if I were there, he he wouldn't do it, of course, But uh, basically I was just there Just in case he tried And um, when he closed the door They had gotten to an argument earlier in the day And when he was leaving to go to quote unquote work um, He had closed the door But he closed it softly Didn't slam it or anything Closed it normally And um, my mom had these sconces on the wall and one of them just flew off, just flew off. But I saw it from the corner of my eye, like, moving. And, but I was too fixated on him because I wanted to ask my mom what happened. I wanted to wait for him to close the door. But in the corner of my eye, I had saw the thing, the sconce moving uh, on, on the wall. And then when he closed it is when it just got thrown down, uh, if it, it got thrown down, uh, off of the wall, and it fell on one of my mom's coffee tables, and we both stood there and was like, what the heck, you know, and, um, we're both wide-eyed and tripping out, because we're like, "What did that just happen in front of our face, you know, (laughs) and I get up, and I, told her it's probably broken now and I grab it and it was not broken and that's a trippy thing about it 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 didn't break but it got thrown down really really hard and then when I looked at the wall to see if then you know I was like oh maybe the nail gave out because you know you don't want to go towards you know paranormal right away uh when I looked at the wall um the nail was still in the wall and I felt it and it was it was like in there you know it wasn't like loose or anything like that so I hung it back up and she looked at me and she was like you know your dad's really negative and I said uh yeah and um you know stuff like that happened till he moved out um with my mom it was more of like she had uh evil spirit attached to her or negative sad energy or spirit something attached to her because like we had the worst luck like we had very bad luck as a family um and I know that like you know like we could never catch a break basically and like, it's just weird, like, thinking back, but, you know, a lot of the stuff was just, like, really bizarre, really weird, really strange, and, like, with her, it was just more of, like, creepy, like, intentional stuff, you know, like, like, it wasn't, like, the poltergeist stuff that was, like, in your face, you know, like, with my dad, it was, with my mom, it was more, like, you'd be having a normal day, and then, next thing you knew like you know your phone's missing and you're like wait I just put it down on the table and you're just like okay where is it and go and you look and you're looking and you can't find it and then you just you don't forget it I'm just gonna call it and you call it and it's like on top of a bible you know it's like stuff like that or um things found in a weird place and stuff like that like it was just creepy stuff whispers name calling with her um I remember there was one day where I was out with my boyfriend and my mom called me and she's like hey I'm like what's up she's like where are you at I'm like I'm like I'm at the movies and she's like Oh, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm leaving the movies. We're gonna go get food." Why? What's going on? She's like, "Um, so I don't wanna. I don't know if I'm crazy. I'm losing my mind. I'm like, what happened?" She's like, "But I was in my room and I was watching TV, and I heard you laughing in the living room. So I, I got up, you know, to go see if maybe you forgot your key or something, and you were just laughing. But, um, I." there's nobody there, and I'm by myself, and I was like, what, and she was like, yeah, so that creeped me out, and she said that she would hear me a lot, and sometime there's one time where she barged in on me in the shower, and I was like, what do you want, and she's like, wouldn't you get in here, I'm like, I've been in here for like 30 minutes, and she's like, you weren't in the living room? You weren't, she's like, you weren't in the kitchen? I'm like, no. She was like, okay, because I heard you laughing in the kitchen, and I'm like, no, that was not me. I don't know who that was, and it was just really weird, and, you know, it was just stuff like that, and ever since I moved out, you know, I have not experienced anything, and I believe that it was them, that it was her and that house, because every house we moved into, it's just weird things would happen. Weird things. I can't even begin to tell you, but I believe that something was, was attached to both of them. And, you know, I haven't experienced anything. Like, I moved out, nothing. And The thing that I used to experience all the time, every day, every night when I'd go to bed, is somebody stroking my hair. Like somebody would be just caressing my hair when I'd be going to sleep, and I haven't felt that since I moved out. And it's just crazy to think that it's was it was connected to them. But that's my story. I can go in a lot more into a lot more detail, but we'd be here like all day, you know, (laughs) but, um, you know, I love you guys, you guys have just an awesome podcast, favorite podcast of all time, I've listened to you guys since the beginning, um, you know, this is like therapy for the paranormally tormented, you know, like, I was tormented as a kid with weird shit all the time, and this is just therapy you know i just gotta let it out you know like if you share it cool if not i don't care because (laughs) i just gotta put it out there you know but uh thank you guys uh have a good night
0: playing a better variety of ghost stories for the valley we are real ghost stories online
2: i it's so weird when you think about the general term ghost story because For somebody, the ghost story might be, you know, seeing their grandmother come back and smile from the corner of the room. And then you hear a story like this where it is a family ghost story, but the paranormal stuff is going on and people are alive. And, you know, it does sound like her father was uh, creating some sort of poltergeist activity. Mm -hmm. Sounds like her mom probably had something attached to her or at least if it was in the house uh, uh, in itself was tormenting um them in a, a very sinister sinister way. I'm not saying that, it was, that they were going to die with this stuff. Yeah. But certainly some very creepy tricky things going on. When you hear that voice down the hall of, of the person you think is in the house mm-hmm. and they're not home. There's some there's some sinister creepy crap going on there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it makes me wonder a little bit because when you hear a lot of ghost stories or you hear not specifically ghost stories but uh, like end of life stories where somebody's like they're, they're calling out, they're seeing, you know, some loved one or, 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 or not even a loved one, just family member, family yep. member. They're waiting to help them cross over. How often is it that the person's like, oh, shit, I'm not going to follow them because everything in life was like a fucking death trap. Like, yeah, I'm going to follow. They're going to probably lead me to hell. Is that where we get the earthbound spirits where they're like, fuck you, Uncle Larry. You were a creepy motherfucker. God knows what the fuck you were doing back over there. Uh, I'm not following you into these Heaven's gates that you're saying I'm gonna go To and then you just end up being Earthbound because you never you didn't latch on to The person who's supposed to take you back because In life that person was a real dick
2: <laughs> well, hopefully, whoever's in charge of sending back the family members to come get you yeah. are smart enough to know not to send Uncle Larry. You, you get know? a good
0: one. You get a good one. You're like, oh shit, like, wait a second. No, 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 no. Yeah, w- when you died, we all thought you were great, but then the DNA testing started coming out. It turned out you were the Fall River killer, you motherfucker. <laughs> Like, what the fuck was all that about? You raped, like, all these people behind a tree house? And you were, like, the pastor of your church. Who the fuck are you? And you're taking me to heaven. Fuck off. You know,
2: this is a whole new podcast from the mind of Tony. I don't know
0: where it comes from. Just gotta, I have no idea. You got to be prepared. You got to be prepared for all the scenarios of what could happen. Because if that happens, you got to know what you're going to do. So. <laughs> so so, is that what you do in your
2: downtime? You're just thinking of scenarios of how you're getting out of here when the when the time comes?
0: I've been always thinking of scenarios how to get out of wherever I'm at <laughs> my entire life. It's always been like, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? <laughs> That's just how my mind works. So there you go. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more. And help keep us on the air. Ghostpodcast.com to get signed up for all that. Until next time, for Todd, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.